Want to create a website in just an hour or less? How about a fully responsive and designed website for you in just about five minutes? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not impossible, but it's totally possible with the team over at Gambix. Gambix uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence and machine learning to build websites in just minutes. Yes, just minutes. And that's not all. They can also help you outrank your foes and, of course, obliterate the competition through their advanced SEO and e-commerce platform. Make sure to take advantage of that because they not only have advanced analytics that's going to help you see where you need to improve and also see what your competitors are doing, but it also helps that their prices are very, very good as well. So check out Gambix at gambixit.com. And if you need a website, an app, digital marketing, or even business consulting, they're there for you. Panther Nation, we're back at it again with another brand new exciting episode of the one, the only, Prowl Report. I am your host, the Panther Guru, joined by the co-host, Mr. Know-It-All is in the building, for sure. That's right, Mr. Know-It-All. So Mr. Know-It-All, man, it's good to have you back on the show. It's good to have you here with the fans. They've been asking for you. They've been calling for you. They need some predictions. They're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> we need Mr. Know-It-All to give us some of these bold predictions because there's been a lot going on in the Panther land. And you seem to always be breaking news first. So who's going to be our next GM? Ooh. <laughs> you dive right into right into the juiciest question of the night. Um, Man, that's hard to say, man. Uh. You have to think about who really knows the Panthers the most. I mean, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to assign that role. I mean, I would I, I you know what? Let's just say, don't take my word for this, but I would love for somebody like a Steve Smith to step in as a GM role. I would like to see um, somebody like Stephen Davis from the past. Somebody in our past that that was a Panther. Uh, come back and be a GM. That would definitely be something that I would like to see. How about yourself? I think the fans are going to absolutely rip you apart, but I'm so used to it by now. And some people have been pleasantly surprised by a lot of the predictions that you have made that I don't think anybody even gets angry anymore. They just kind of nod their head and like, hmm, this is this is interesting. So here's a couple of replacements that I actually like. You look at somebody like Adam Peters, the VP of personnel for the 49ers. Mm -hmm. This is why this is a good pick uh, for them at the general manager position. I mean, think about what Peters has done working at that 49ers organization. And, you know, Peters could bring that winning pedigree that happened so fast over there when they were rebuilding a lot of the things over there with the San Francisco 49ers. I also like um, director of football operations for the Chiefs, Mike Borgonzi. Um, of course, he was a former player, but he spent like more than a decade in the Chiefs scouting division. And I like the fact that he has such deep scouting prospects because he has helped 
alongside Brett Veach get first picks such as Eric Berry, Eric Fisher, D. Ford, Marcus Peters, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm just saying. Plus, the Chiefs have gone on to win the Super Bowl. So, I think look at Mike Borgonzi, director of football operations for the Chiefs, as an excellent pick for the next Carolina Panthers um, GM position. Well, you know, I think, you know, I, just to give you a background on why I said, uh, you know, an ex-Panther player would probably be the best player, it's because we have a new owner and we have new coaches. Um, I think somebody that knows that, that has a, a Panther heart beating in them. Uh, I, I don't know anybody with a bigger heart than, than Steve Smith. But if we're going off, you know, other teams on, on who – uh, they can offer. I think that Nick Casario, New England Patriots director of player personnel, he's been a part of uh, the New England team uh, personnel putting that together for the last 20 years. And we know exactly what they accomplished in the last 20 years. And if we get a general manager like Nick, um, you can look at, at, you know, our draft, our drafting skills will, I would say, maintain. I think everyone's really nervous about, uh, getting the new GM and what type of players is this guy gonna want when the draft happens? I mean, we kind of, we we got really. I mean, I mean, you you could say that we have we've been having some of the top drafts of all time, so one out of all time, but the last uh, uh, decade, um, <clears throat> you know, from Cam Newton and up. So we would definitely, uh, we definitely need to make sure that whoever we have knows how to put together a great personnel and work cohesively with. Uh, our new coaching staff um, and maintain a so, so we can maintain this. Uh, uh, what, what, what's the saying? Scratch your back. I, you scratch my back. I scratch your back. Uh, type of uh, team. Yep. No, absolutely. And guys, if you have not heard the news by now, while we're even jumping right into this, Marty Herney was officially let go by the Carolina Panthers last week. And, it's been major news because everybody's like, who is going to be the next GM of the Panthers? It's funny because when we actually were talking about that game before Green Bay, it was actually um, noted by me um, when I had broke the news that we had an insider that had told us that the Panthers might actually be interested in the Steelers' present GM. And... Um, Dave said that he was very intrigued by that and started doing a bunch of research. And then the news broke that the Panthers had officially released Marty Herney. And of course we had that list courtesy of uh, some of our sources, as well as people that the Panthers could be currently looking at uh, just a list of potential candidates. So uh, let's go ahead and rewind now and talk about the game that fateful game, Green Bay at the Carolina Panthers. Give us a quick review of that matchup, um, the defense in the second half, some of the things that you saw, Mr. Know-It-All. Um, some things I saw was, you know, I keep getting – all right, let me just do the positive first. Uh, the positive things that I saw was, you know, our defense, man. Our defense were was, was controlling the game and giving us an opportunity to come back, but I feel like – I feel like our offense was letting us down when when it comes to uh I feel like Teddy Bridgewater needs to take more risks, man, or or give his receivers a chance to make big plays. I mean, yes, this is the NFL, 
and you have to be careful with where you throw the ball. But at the same time, you're throwing to athletes who made it to the NFL, and you know, and and, and the, the windows are small. But yes, everybody's a professional out there, and you expect people to go out there and do their job. You have uh, some of the best talent in the world. Well, actually, the best, one of the top three talents receiving cores in the NFL. Uh, give them a chance to make big plays. We don't have to dink and dunk. And I think, you know, to sum everything up, I feel like the defense is better than the offense. And I feel like, uh, well, the defense is better than offense because they don't have to call the plays. But, you know, one thing that, that's stubbing the offense is this, the uh, dink and dunk. Um, you know, it could be third down and eight. And, you know, and we have Teddy Bridgewater, you know, dinking and dunking with, you know, you know, throwing third down and eight to like the line of scrimmage, throwing the ball to the line of scrimmage, like that's not going to win games. And, you know, when we're down to our last play, like, wow, I don't understand the concept of throwing it short. I mean, you know, there's a time when you look for a, a slant or inside field play and, you know, you, you, you want somebody to get that RAC. And then there's times when you, when you need a big play where you just need a big play. And, yeah, that's why I feel like we need to – um definitely improve on next year how about yourself no absolutely i thought that the panthers actually did good enough to stay in this game like you said the defense played surprisingly well i mean of course there weren't no splash plays where i'm talking about big interceptions and everything like that but they played so well to actually contain um earn rogers and actually finish that matchup with at least four sacks and on mind Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers um, only has 40 touchdowns this year, and he has only four interceptions. So a team that can, you know, maintain that, think about it. That's amazing. No, absolutely. And that's it was great. And it was a great performance by Derek Brown. And it was also a really good performance by, um, of course, by Brian Burns. And even more so by guys like, of course, Jeremy Chin, Justin Burris, Zach Kerr. I think that we've got a whole new nucleus to this defense that I don't think everybody really expected coming into it. I don't think anybody could really say that they thought that Zach Kerr was going to pop the way that he's been popping. I mean, early on in the game, man, Zach Kerr looked like he was getting after Aaron Rodgers almost consistently. Yeah. And they have a really good offensive line over there at Green Bay. Yeah. See, and you're not telling a lot. I you know what? Actually, I want to switch the note for a little bit on this uh, podcast just for now. I want to say rest in peace to Kevin Green, uh, former Carolina Panther. He passed away. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a unique thing that I actually saw, I did not uh, see it until, like, you know, sadly until after I heard the news was he Kevin Green was actually working with Derrick Brown, our rookie uh, defensive tackle. And he, you know, and if you guys have the time, just go check it out. Uh, they're they seem to really uh, come across – well, he seems to really come across on Derrick Brown. Like, you know, he's going to be one of the top players, and he's definitely played like that in Green Bay. And, um, you know, it's, it's – it's, I wonder, you know, you know uh, how Derrick Brown is, is uh, feeling about that, and I wonder how he he's going to translate that onto the field. I mean, even – you know, uh, but, yeah, sorry. I, I just went – I feel like I needed to say that for the Panthers uh, – for the Panther Nation, and you know, and and yes, he, well, and yes, he yes he was a a stealer um, most of his career, but you also I understand, you know, we didn't we didn't become the Carolina Panthers until later on in his career. So yeah, so he was definitely one of the first players to ever be a Panther. So yes, rest in peace to him. 
No, absolutely. Um, of course, that's terrible news and thoughts and condolences go out to his family as right. well. Well, yeah. So, um, you know, as far as this season goes, I, I don't. Uh, how do you feel about you know uh, where we're going to land in the draft? So, as of right now, we are actually in the fourth spot. So. I think that we can actually hold on to that position. Um, surprisingly, I think that we actually might move up to number three before it's all said and done. After these last two games, I think we might actually have the third pick overall. Um, yeah, I that's that's my gut feeling. I know that you know the Jets and the Jaguars are in the tank for Trevor's sweepstakes, and they're trying to figure out the fastest way they can get to the bottom, despite the Jets kind of ruining their chance. And I know they're not happy about mm-hmm. that. Um, especially now because you know that the Jaguars are definitely going to change uh, draft so, Trevor. They need a quarterback. So who's good. the first? Who who do you think we draft in with our first round pick? Oh, now that I think if we move up to that number three spot, we somehow get that number three spot. I think we get the um, tackle out of Oregon, uh, Penny Sewell, and I think that's great for the Panthers. I think that's a dream scenario for the Panthers mm-hmm. that we pick Penny Sewell at at um Penny or Penny, I believe Penny Sewell at pick number three that's a dream scenario we would have hit the lottery with that pick Mm -hmm. like honest to god like that guy is a man like he is the best offensive lineman in the entire draft one of the best offensive linemen to come out in the draft and i say probably the last three drafts this guy's got really good all pro potential we'd be really in great shape if we can go ahead and land him at number three yeah uh i don't think that's who we're gonna get I, I have a strong feeling that we're going to get one, two, three, before everybody kills me, count down. One, two, three. We will be drafting quarterback Justin Fields. Please, Panther Nation, feel free to go kill Mr. Know-it-all. And here, here, and here, Kill him with uh, mean tweets. <laughs> and, and here's the reason why we'll draft Justin Fields. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, we paid him $63 million. We overpaid him. We should have gave him a, a, a trial, you know, of a year, kind of like how they did Cam Newton in uh, New England. And that, that from there, we would have we would have went on to, you know, understanding, okay, this is, we can sign him for longer if, he, if, if need be. And I'm pretty sure he would have been grateful for that, you know. Uh, if he signed him longer after he proves that he can come back. But now we're kind of stuck with that. But we can still get Justin Fields on a, on a nice rookie contract, and we can actually see what we have. Um, and we can actually see what, what we have. I mean, I think I just think that it's time for us to find another uh, franchise quarterback. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is a franchise quarterback. And it seemed, and Kyle Allen last year, he won more games than Teddy Bridgewater won for us this year. And that speaks volumes. And, you know, and Teddy Bridgewater, you know, he hasn't, he has not had a game winning drive this year and he had nine chances to do so. So I think that's one thing that we need to all think about. I mean, you know, we, we, I think, I think the Panther Nation was, you know, very happy and and ecstatic when we got a quarterback that could pass the ball and be accurate with the ball. But also we've, you know, you know, like 
because we had a running quarterback, you know, we had a scrambler. So, like, we, we have to, since now we're in the passing conversation, I think I just think that Justin Fields would be the best one to make sense, especially in the NFL that we are, that we are in these days, with with the, the quarterback being so versatile, like Lamar Jackson, and and then on on top of that, I know I'm rambling on, but uh, I also I just want to close it out on uh, this like uh, quarterbacks in our division: Tom Brady, Drew Brees, um, uh, Matt Ryan. These guys are all, you know are old. So if, if we can get Justin Fields and get him ready, you know, who knows, man, we can Chris McCaffrey, Justin Fields in the backfield, along with Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Come on. You're not stopping that. No, I just don't think that quarterback is the biggest position of need for the Carolina Panthers. I think, man, if you look at that roster, I would much have much rather have help along the offensive line. We've never had a, all pro offensive lineman since Jordan Gross. But he was our best left tackle in franchise history. But you have to also, but Come on also, now. I mean, but think about it. It doesn't matter if you have the Cowboys have a, a, a pro offensive line, but look what their record is. So, I mean, you can have a you can have a quarterback, you can have an offensive line, but if you don't have a quarterback that's leading that team that the team believes in. Man, it's going to be hard to win games. I don't believe that Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback. I think that we're asking a lot. Justin Fields is not going to get on the Carolina Panthers and in three seasons take them to the, the Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. I don't care what pieces are around mm. there. You know how – you know, this is coming from the guy that that, that didn't want us to get Luke Keekly. No, that's true. <laughs> You're right. I mean, thank God, thank God I'm not the GM. You're right. Absolutely. But at the same time, Justin Fields is not the answer in my book. I think the Panthers would be foolish to draft Justin Fields. Mm, I, I, I don't Foolish. We should never get rid of Cam Newton, in my opinion. Cam Newton, this offense, would be putting up crazy numbers. Cam Newton would have had more game-winning drives than Teddy Bridges. We would have been in the playoffs right now. We wouldn't. We would probably just miss the playoffs. But No. If Cam Newton was on this team right now, we'd be 10-6 and six to end the, end the season. Yeah. It's possible. Cam Newton wins a lot of those games that Teddy Bridgewater loses. Cam Newton wins in Oakland. Cam Newton wins um, – he definitely wins against Minnesota. That game was a horrible blunder. Cam Newton wins in Oakland. He wins in Minnesota. He wins also – damn, I wish I had the full schedule. I'm, I got to go back in my mind now. Cam Newton wins way more games. Out of those nine games, Cam Newton wins like five. Well, and we're sitting at like nine and seven I for think the season. I, Maybe like you said, just missing it by that much. Yeah. But definitely a it's win. It's kinda team. like Cam Newton's kinda like the, the, the loss the love that got away and and you know, and, and like now you're just like, Oh man, I hope they don't work out. But I hope he's like I hope they I hope he's healthy and I, I think I think Cam Newton, you know, would would have definitely had a better season, but you know, I think that you know, if the bridge is burning, the house is on fire, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think Cam Newton was just, you know, I don't know, I don't know, I I I don't blame Matt Rule for making the making the choices he had. I just feel like, yeah, I just don't think we should have paid Teddy Bridgewater so much money, uh, without without him proving himself. 
I mean, the, like like the contract Cam Newton got was far less than what Teddy Bridgewater got, and Teddy Bridgewater hasn't been to a Super Bowl. So I'm just curious, scratching my head on that one. Absolutely. Well, Panther Nation, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Prowl Report. We hope to have Mr. Know-It-All back in action with us on the next episode because we have so much to cover. And like I said, we almost overwhelmed with all the, the news that's coming out almost on a daily and all the things that we be having and that come across us. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot to report to you guys, but we will always keep you guys updated. Stay tuned on all of our social media platforms because we break a lot of news on there almost daily. And so you don't really want to miss anything if you're trying to stay up to date on the latest news and notes. Make sure that you guys tune in on Monday. We got an exciting episode for you guys when it comes to the Oh Hill Yeah podcast. And of course, I'm going to really hop off this call and <laughs> I'm hop off to this um podcast excuse me not call the podcast but and then go watch the our unc tar heels ball out against sc state because i'm really excited about that matchup but um stay tuned we should have a special edition of the prowl report for you guys before holiday season and i hope you guys always have a safe and happy and healthy holidays all right everybody stay safe and get ready for, you know, our next game against Washington on the 27th. And we hope to have something special for you guys. Absolutely.